0: Hey, this is your host, Paul Etzvitter Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the Educated Hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Tudor Jr. And my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going
1: good, man. It's going good. So I guess we have to discuss the, the, the shocker. You know, big ballers make big moves. <laughs> Amazon bought out the the whole food uh, stores, basically. And it was for like a record-breaking, I think, $13.7 billion. You know, just chump change. You could find that line around somewhere, but yeah it's it's a it's a big thing because you know amazon is you know making retail brick and mortar stores quaking their boots and they just added a new thing into their repertoire and knowing them they're not just gonna operate whole Foods like the way it is now they're gonna find some way to incorporate that amazon magic into it
0: yeah man and um the interesting thing is uh Amazon already has like a store in Seattle where you don't need any employees. You basically just need your phone, and scanning your groceries, and you'll be able to pay uh, via, you know, the Amazon servers on how to, you know, on how to, you know, that's they're they're trying to revolutionize the grocery game. So it's interesting to see if they'll use any of that technology um, with Whole Foods, maybe improve it so that you know they use some of that technology so that. They don't have to build a bunch of stores. They can just use it on the Whole Foods uh, technology. They can use the technology on the Whole Foods so that they can make sure that their stores are running the most efficient. I think it's a, it's a pretty big deal as far as retail goes. And I know that other retail chains like Walmart, Target, um, they're all kind of dipping in stock price. So um, it's interesting to see where Amazon sees in Whole Foods and uh, where they're going to take it.
1: Yeah, I'ma come from the left turn. I think that Jeff Bezos, the the the, the CEO of Amazon, literally just bought Whole Foods because he was tired of spending $15 for six ounces of blueberries. <laughs> because if you are going to Whole Foods, you know those prices are definitely not for the for the for the homies, as I like to say, <laughs> as my. <Maya. laughs> but no, it, it's it, it's incredible. I mean. The thing about Amazon is, says this—they're so quiet. Like they own Twitch, which if you're not—if you don't know what Twitch is—it's a video game streaming platform. They bought that out a couple of years ago. They incorporate that into their Amazon gamer um thing they have, and then they have Whole Foods, and like Paul said earlier, they have that store up in Seattle where you don't really need employees. Like they're like swiftly like crafting a way to take over the world like i will not be surprised if you look up in the sky one day and you see like an amazon drone just holding a big ass package like they're <laughs> working towards that and it's it's i think you know they're the leaders everyone's trying to figure out what they're gonna do and how they're gonna battle it and it's it's a really cutthroat game because you know these brick and mortar stores are realized like yo they got to bring it now
0: yeah they really do and um Amazon's going to lead the way, like you said. And it's crazy that they passed Google. You know, Google was out there leading the way. And Amazon is just, you know, they, they're like almost, they're they're over $1,000 in stock price, which yeah. is kind of like really... Get a time machine. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, um, I think like 10 years ago, they were probably in the hundreds, you know? And to rise that quickly in 10 years, it's like, man... If I just if I just knew anything about stocks back then, I would have definitely put some money down on on Amazon. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes like you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the sky really is the limit like, you know, I'll say this. I think Amazon found a way to be even more um of a household name than Google cuz when I think of Google, I think of, you know, searching for stuff, but Amazon is like you buy stuff here, you uh, you know, you the Amazon video the, the free shipping today like there's just so much stuff that it all ties back to amazon so i can kind of see how they like crept up because americans americans buy stuff like you know you don't you're not gonna go a, a week without buying something and i know me and paul both have amazon prime and we'll be the first to tell you like the easiness of just going on amazon prime and getting something real quick like, I bought some funnels the other day for $4.30. I could have went to the store and got it, but I was like, now nah, I'm going to Amazon give it to me when they're ready. <laughs> so, it's, I, think, I think that's just what the, you know, the the problem is, or not to say problem, but success of Amazon is, like, they really become a household name, because I used to be, like, you know, not a lot of people were talking about Amazon, but now it's, like, it's basically, you know, known for being the reliable way to get something quick, easy, fast. Like, I can't believe when my dad got Amazon Prime. My parents old, you know, I'm not going to for all ages, but, like, they use Amazon Prime heavy. So, when I saw that conversion after growing up with them, like never ordering that stuff off the internet, I was like a true believer.
0: You know what switched me to Amazon Prime? Uh, I didn't really care for it uh, originally when it first dropped because um, I felt like I didn't order as many things. But when they added music and video to the price, it was like a no brainer. Plus, saving on shipping with you know and it comes in 2 days i mean all of that wrapped into one that kind of had me sold so i think and i don't think a lot of people still have prime like even even if you probably pull your friends like 10 people i don't think i think probably like 3 out of 10 people will have it so there's still room to grow <laughs>
1: man listen it's like netflix the, the 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 someone someone got it and you just find your way to uh, uh to ride the wave, but, you know, that's not our place to talk about here and there. But anyways, today's guest <laughs> is a phenomenal uh, addition to the Educate Hustle roster. He's an artist that has a lot of acclaim. He's he represented Delaware. He paints a lot of interesting images. In particular, he really specializes in memes. Yes, he paints memes. So he takes famous memes and paints them in his art style. And he's had his um, work displayed in art galleries. He's also been in The Fader magazine with a great interview into his mind. But you know, I just want to be here to let you know our guest today is Mr. Alim Smith. I'm gonna let Paul give a little bit more detail about him, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's um he's really dope. His paintings are kind of like does is a surrealism type of art where it's kind of dream focused it doesn't look like the portrait that he's trying to display he kind of has some weird shapes and features so to the, to the to the way he draws his memes and the way he paints his memes so um definitely check out his instagram yesterday night uh that's night spelled with n-i-t-e um uh, he's got some of his examples of all the uh famous memes you know the dude pointing to his head um the crying jordan meme you know, mm. Uncle Denzel, like he's got all the, the cool memes. And uh, the interview was really dope as well. You know, I definitely, you know, if it starts slow to you guys, keep going through the end because he dropped some hilarious gems throughout the interview. Me and Emilio were cracking up. I was definitely cracking up. I almost died on the track. But uh, he, he's definitely entertaining and then worthwhile to listen to.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's one of the cool things that we got to interview someone like that's me and Paul's age. So there's a, there was a really quick familiarity. And, you know, um, the thing about his interview that I really enjoyed was that, you know, I, I think we do a lot of business interviews where it's, you know, a question. They give us a great answer. It's more of it was more. uh nuanced in that with uh, with um mrs Smith, he was able to really showcase a lot of his personality, and you know we we kind of let that we kind of let the we kind of did a live, you know, we kind of did a live in the aspect of we didn't want to edit out too much stuff because I think that's what shines. But if you just break down, you know, the passion that he has and the commitment he has for his not only his artwork but just to be success, like you can learn so much from it. And I think that was the dopest thing. Um, interviewing him that me and Paul kind of got across like this is the guy that's our age but his work ethic and drive is like just you know over 9,000 for all my uh for all my uh you know nerds out there but he's a he's a he really great guest and I really enjoy uh I really enjoy talking to him and he has some surprises in store for you know us in the future and you know some little collabs. but you know what not gonna talk your ear off about him without further ado I now present to you Mr. Alien Smith.
0: All right, and we're here today with Mr. Aleem Smith. He is a visual philosopher. Aleem, how you doing today? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good, man. And I just wanted uh, you to kind of uh, get to our audience, explain to our audience what a what a what is a visual philosopher?
2: A visual philosopher is a really dope way to say that you paint and um, you think about what
0: you paint. okay okay and yeah can you explain a little bit to the audience you know what's the type of uh, paintings that you usually do um
2: i typically do abstract uh, portraits of 90s pop figures or memes or i I don't even i feel like i have a style it's considered abstract but my my the, the the plans i have are so much bigger than that it's hard to answer that question but I'm known for doing abstract work. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think I think your artwork speaks for itself. So we, you know, if our guests check out your style, I think they'll have a better, you know, understanding of what you're all about. But let's move on to something else where I really want to talk about you in your youth. You know, you have two close friends, and you guys kind of formed a collective called the Paper Cut Kids. Now, I don't really hear about a lot of artists banding together to 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 make a, a group, so I kind of want to ask, like. What was the goal of that collaboration, and could you tell us, like, your fondest memory of that time together? My fondest memory of PCK. Hmm. What was the greatest
2: moment? Honestly? The greatest moment we probably haven't even had yet. The greatest moment we've had, because everything got got, uh, interrupted when everybody had to go to college. So we didn't really get to take off and really start anything. So the greatest moment was probably like two years ago when my friend Mike had an art show. Me and my me and my friend Terrence showed up after already having our shows previous that year.
0: Okay, and um, you know we 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 saw we did we did a lot of research on your work, and um, you know it looks like that a lot of your work is based on a, on the '90s culture. And mm-hmm. I wanted to know what inspired you to do the work uh for the 90s because i know you know being the, the age that we are 26 25 um, we weren't really you know born in that era we were we weren't really raised in that era so what made you want to go back and use that as inspiration
2: um i think what made me want to use the 90s as inspiration is because everything was just better everything was the, the, the women were flyer the haircuts were doper the music was better the movies were more interesting the tv was better everything was just quality and i think growing up with a brother <clears throat> who's 18 years older than me <laughs> like um it, he really helped groom me in with the culture of the music and hip-hop and all that stuff
1: so i mean that's 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 a good background to have because i mean it, it, it's crazy because you know the 90s has so much influence even today, like I know my co-host is part of the group that wishes they could time travel back and just be (laughs) our age during that time period. So it's it's dope that you're channeling that energy into your artwork. So I have to ask, of course. I mean, you 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 have in your shows. You you know, you were recently in Fader with your article promoting not only your work but just who you are. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how people are reposting and your artwork and praising. Like, how does that feel knowing that people like see what you're doing and not only like it, they're feeling the need to tell other people about it
2: that's actually like a very surreal experience and um damn i feel like with these questions i feel like i don't i'm gonna sound dry as shit answering these questions (laughs) because because um as far as uh like people reposting us i don't even try to look at it only so i just remain as like humble and as sane as possible i don't even want to know what like I'm just trying to I'm trying to paint like I've always been painting like this. Well, I'm just gonna upload things and see what happens. I'm actually like a little nervous before I repost anything because I'm thinking like, damn, I wonder if people gonna like my work anymore. Like every single time. So I really I, I'm I really try not to even pay attention to what's going on because I don't want to get distracted by that at
0: all. That's kind of a good way to to go about it. I mean, you know, you want to stay focused on your craft and. You know, in our industry, the content is king, so I, I, it's probably similar in your industry. Like, if you make good work and put it out there, it's going to it's gonna take off in its own way.
2: Yeah. And that I, I feel like that ties back to the 90s in a way, and why that inspires me so much is just because of the quality. Like, I just want to focus on being, like, the dopest visual artist. I want other artists to be like, Jesus, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I want... I want other visual artists to feel kind of uncomfortable. Kind of like hip-hop. That's why I'm also really inspired by hip-hop. And that's same with uh, PCK, tying it back always to the beginning. With PCK, we uh, kind of just linked up because we went to a art school that was predominantly white, and there were only but so many visual artists. So we all knew we had to be the best. So we kind of used each other's competition to propel ourselves to be better
0: okay and then um and that's real dope and i and i and i think you really got something going man and uh i know it's gonna take you to even new levels as you keep creating and keep doing work um i wanted to know you know you said it in the beginning that your art uh or at least you said to us offline that your art uh, takes you into like a, a really deep and focused place when you're when you're painting. Can mm-hmm. you explain to us like what's your process of, of, of making uh like your next work?
2: My process for my next work is um it's a lot of podcasts and weird videos on consciousness and motivation
0: <laughs>
2: and uh just locking myself in my room and just painting until I'm done. I really don't like to spend too much time painting. A piece because I lose interest really fast, so I try to just sit down, lock in, and get it done as fast as possible, so I don't have to think about it anymore. I, it's kind of I have a weird relationship with art. I I appreciate it, but I think I, I I enjoy writing a lot more.
1: Respect right there. So I gotta ask, Mr. Smith. I mean, once again, you you represented Delaware not only as an artist but as an educated black man. How's it feel knowing that you're not only doing your part to put Delaware on the map, but that you're also getting a lot of love from back home?
2: It feels pretty awesome, to, um, put on in Delaware. It's uh, it's kind of, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I know everybody. The newspaper still hasn't. I don't know. Oh, Delaware. The city show like people in the city show me love, but Delaware as like a entity doesn't show me that much love honestly but my but the city like the people in the city definitely show up the black people for the most part in the city definitely show out and show love
0: okay and and that's dope and i mean um you know i, I was reading one of your interviews uh, earlier about um you said like when obama won the election that gave you the spark to really take your art seriously uh so can you kind of take us back to that time and and what really propelled you to really make that, uh, make that focus, make your art more of a focus? Uh,
2: the election. with um, <clears throat> That was, why that inspired me so much is because that's when me and my friend Mike Silva, we drew a picture of Obama. And our plan was to go to the inauguration, make a bunch of prints, and just see how many we could sell. And I just really believed, like, we could probably make $10,000. Like, you only got to sell 1,000 pictures for $10. It's gonna be millions of people. That's not a lot, if you just stand outside and just wait, and you got the product. So we um, made its inauguration. We're freezing, and we probably we, we probably sold over ten thousand dollars worth of pictures. And that's when I was like, holy shit, I don't have to worry about like trying to get in art galleries or any of that. I can I can make money like rappers sell uh, albums, and that's why that moment inspired me so much because it showed me that. Uh shit, uh fuck. I was trying to think of Obama's <laughs> slogan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was what? trying
0: to
2: think like yes you can type thing. Yeah, yes I, it showed me that I could, yeah. Yes you can. I, I, it it definitely showed me that I could follow my dreams and actually make something of it.
1: Okay. I mean that's powerful. I mean like even To this day, like, his impact is still felt even outside the office. And it's kind of cool that, like, during that monumentous time, you kind of can attribute you you getting your starting opportunity in in the art game. So, I mean, that's definitely amazing. And one thing I, I have to ask is, like, going on to him, like, just celebrities in general, like, celebrities in this day and age now are very reachable. Especially when it comes to social media, and I know you 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 have an opinion on that, so I kind of want to give you this opportunity, to, you know, share that to the world how you feel about celebrities being so reachable now. Um, <clears throat> celebrities being reachable, celebrities are very reachable. It's very weird.
2: Um, celebrities aren't special anymore, and that's why I feel like things are coming back to the nineties. It's It's all about quality now. Like people are, they're not impressed by millions of views. That's not enough. That's not going to do it, because everybody and their mom can get a million views or do something that gets a lot of attention. Celebrities, they, they put themselves out there too much, except for a couple. Like, Kendrick is awesome. Kendrick keeps it mysterious. He makes you wonder about his life and all that. Andre 3000, it's a couple of them, but most of these celebrities are just doing way too much, and it makes them they're doing way too much and they don't even have like the quality content behind it. And that's why like, it's not, it's not gonna, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to have the quality.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think like, <laughs> gotta give it to him though. Sorry to come I in ain't there. Mean you know. to, I didn't <laughs> mean to interrupt the gym. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And, um, just like a in the I call this the Kardashian era where we we kind of live in, where everybody's kind of throwing throwing things out left and right, looking for drama, looking for quick hits, quick views. But I really think the like you said, the Kendricks, the the people who are in it for the long term, the J. Coles, you know, like you said, they're producing that quality and uh, they're producing it over time, and and they're not getting uh, they're not getting lost in the like the designers and the um you know all those all those people who got like one hit and then get faded away, so I definitely exactly. agree with you and I wanted to touch back on your art um I know I just wanted to get more of a perspective from the business side um, so I had like a two part question on that is like when did your art business you know seriously start to take off, and what does the business side of of being an artist look like
1: um
2: the business that's a good question. The business started taking off about two years ago and it's it's really the same formula with the the obama print things i'm not really focused on like trying to sell anything for crazy prices because i wouldn't pay that much for art like art is a luxury it's not it's necessary but it's a luxury so like to ask somebody like crazy amount of money to, to just to get a print of a picture on some paper is insane so I just focus on selling like affordable prints and, and hustling and vending as much as possible and going out anywhere that I know people are going to be, doing commissions, doing like graphic design stuff, just a bunch of random things people ask for, uh, designing books, all kinds of things like that
1: much respect for that i mean that that takes that's what takes a lot and i kind of want to ask this you know just a question kind of goes into your your dna and your makeup as a person now mm-hmm. you're 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 really out here you're grinding your you want your artwork to be known and you're, you're taking every opportunity you can but there's a lot of people and i'm sure you know some who have like all this talent and have access to resources but they they can't motivate themselves to actually go and put the work in like how mm-hmm. do you Motivate yourself to say like you you might take this opportunity and you know up front that there's nothing guaranteed from it, but you still want to be able to you know jump on and be able to say hey at least I tried.
2: That's a good question. How do I motivate myself? How do? That's the that's the best question I've ever been asked. I've never been asked that question. <coughs> I motivate myself. Well, I've been I haven't been asked that question like that. No, I haven't been asked that question that way. Nope. How do I motivate myself? I motivate myself by um watching the Breakfast Club. <laughs> watching <laughs> watching like watching these rappers do these like real show interviews and then looking at what they're making. I really I really look at myself more as a hip-hop artist. I I should have said I should, damn, I could have said hip hop artist too, because I'm a hip hop artist. Um I'm motivated by like lack of quality. Honestly like like when i um like soldier boy i love soldier boy he's a black man he made a hit song he made a couple of hit songs he got some hits but like it doesn't take much to do that so if i see soldier boy and soldier boy can make a million dollars <throat> then i am almost disrespecting myself if i think that i can't do what soldier boy can do so, <laughs> so like that's how I motivate myself. Like if all these crazy little rom-roms and just crazy rappers and all, this, all these people can make it, I absolutely can make it. Like there's no question whatsoever.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a pretty funny way to kind of measure yourself against the against the competition. So exactly,
1: exactly. co-host. Though I think we got I think we gotta <laughs> honor him because he definitely did an answer that breaks the most. So we gotta we gotta you know uh, real quickly just. Shattered the glass on people because I don't think they're really understanding what he's trying to say. Like the lack <laughs> of quality drive. That's 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 a great thing to have yourself like as a motivation. Like to know that hey, people aren't doing it up to snuff, and I feel like I can come in here and show them what's up. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> people really aren't like I think about just like like the Motown era. Like if I was born in the sixties or seventies, and there's Stevie Wonder making music, and there's Marvin gay and there's Diana Ross. There's Earth, Wind, and Fire, and there's Parliament Funkadelics, and there's all these amazing Rolls Royce mini rivers I can go on. There's all these amazing artists. I probably, and I, even if I like singing, I probably be like, you know what? I ain't even on that level, so I'm gonna just figure out what I need to do somewhere else. But like right now, e- even with the '90s, that's also back to the '90s. Why I like the '90s. I don't know if I would have been as motivated to want to rap or record songs if I was if I grew up as a young adult in the nineties. Why you say that? Cause it was a lot more quality. Things True. were a lot more doper, but I now, a, yeah, go
0: ahead. no, I was going to say, I think, um, the, the benefit that we have nowadays is like, it's, it's real. It's, it's a lot, uh, easier to produce, whether it be like your artwork, you could post it on social media, whether it be this podcast, you know, we can, we can make this, this, this wasn't available in the nineties. Um, for us to kind of be at home talking to you right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can see the pros and cons in both eras for sure.
2: Yeah, that is definitely a pro, um, being able to produce art. But it also, I feel like that sadly kind of can take away from it because I almost got sucked into that trap with visual art. So I was like, oh, God, I got to post a picture every single day or no one's going to care. No one's going to pay attention. And it, it had me making not that great art it had me making really low quality art to me i felt like and when i once i just took my time like with the meme series i was just like i'm not gonna post anything until it's absolutely done to me and once i actually just took my time i don't know things just got crazy wow and I, and, I, and I feel like it's just it's the same kind of so i guess if i'm an artist i would be comparing myself to Kendrick as a hip-hop artist he's a hip-hop artist i'm a hip-hop artist I'm trying to do what Kendrick, in visual arts, I'm trying to do what Kendrick is doing. And I feel like Kendrick doesn't have to, people don't even really have to know what he looks like. He doesn't have to post anything. He doesn't have to make a hit song that lasts for a whole year. He can disappear for a whole year and just drop some fire and then just just disappear again. And it doesn't matter if he's in your face all the time because when he comes around, you want to hear him just because you know it's going to be quality. That's why quality just wins every time.
1: That's true, and I, I mean that's that's a great philosophy. Like I, I like that approach that you're looking up to these people who do keep mysterious, but yet also at the same time make sure they deliver whenever they do put themselves out there. So mm. once again, we I, it's, it's hard not to even look at your career and, and and not speak on this thing, but you're heavily heavily influenced by memes, and mm. memes are probably in social media like one of the greatest gifts that um, we've been given. And I know it's very hard to do because a lot of your artwork has displayed over the years, like several great memes, but do you have personally like any top three memes of all time? My top three memes, that's a good question. Damn, top, top three. Let me, let me. Yeah, we'll give you some time to think by saying that for anyone who isn't aware of what a meme is is usually people take a a a photo of a moment where someone is doing a face or an action and you can use that action to depict several different emotions that probably have nothing to even do with what the original action or photo motion was used for. Uh that's for anyone that's probably over thirty that doesn't know. So most of our people do know but a good time to give you some more time to think.
2: So my favorite memes I think my favorite memes are uh, the Ike turn meme, definitely. The Jordan meme is classic. Mm-hmm. What's the third? What's the strong third? I'm going to go with Denzel for the third. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uncle Denzel. But you, it might not even be Uncle Denzel. It might be, like, my nigga. Like, cause Denzel got a couple.
0: He does have a few.
2: He, he has a couple. Training Day Denzel for the... Training Day <laughs> Denzel, yes. Training Denzel is... is He's just as classic.
0: <laughs> dope, man. Yeah, and I, I think um, memes are like our generation's comics. That's how I like to look at it, man. Yes. Like, we, we, we done, we done change the comic game by putting out these memes, and uh, I just love every day just seeing a, a different one pop up uh, and and seeing how they go. So I think with your art, you know, I think it's dope that you can kind of recreate that and make it look dope. I, hopefully, maybe you can. Uh, uh you know, link us to some of your your works when we're when we launch this episode. I think it'd be really dope to to attach some of those memes to to this podcast for sure.
2: Oh, oh definitely I've been seeing
0: some pictures, definitely. Um and yeah and and uh I just kinda wanted to know uh you know uh, we talked a lot about your artwork and we talked a little bit offline about your your superhero title called Yesterday Night. I just wanted you to give that explanation to the audience to kind of let them know why you refer to yourself as yesterday night
2: oh i refer to myself as yesterday night because i was watching um judge joe brown with my mom one day and he was going in on this this brother about how he wasn't speaking english and to speak proper english and i really like got on my nerves so i was thinking like who is like how could another black man talk to another black man about like not speak like this isn't even our language like why should why should i have to speak it properly so (laughs) i started going on this rant about how like english is whatever and i remembered how my mom had corrected me on saying yesterday night and that's last night there's no such thing as yesterday night and i was like you know what yesterday night is perfect it's the perfect place it's it's a place before time It's, it's it's before everything before day and night yesterday night and then i was like oh shit that could be a great name for something so that's when I decided
1: to go yesterday night. Hashtag not all heroes wear capes, right? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. a, a great thing about it. I mean, geez, like, it, it's funny because, you know, you have your art and you, and you have your hands and all these other opportunities you're trying to do. As you say, you're grinding, you're hustling. Like, do you have, like, like what are your goals for the rest of the year? I want to drop, because I feel like I look at my goals for the rest of the
2: year, I feel like I uh, I look at releasing series as dropping like classic albums or a classic mixtape. So I did the meme series, which I'm still adding to, but that's one classic album. I have I wanna drop two more. I can't really talk about what they're gonna be. Okay. But I have I have plans to drop two more things that I feel like people will really relate to. black people specifically i didn't really expect like the memes to go so popular with white people that was really for black people but
0: uh sounds kind of like hip-hop too
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was not the intention at all it was really just doing what i thought black people would find to be cool but yeah i have two
1: mixtapes i plan to drop okay Okay. All right. Well, you got, you got. I like how you build suspense by keeping some secrets. You know, you, that's the Kendrick Lamar in you, right? Trying exactly. to be a little bit elusive. So, okay. Yes. I, I can respect that. Um, well, I mean, obviously... Mr. Smith, you come on here and you you you've definitely been I've, I feel like you've been our most interesting interview in twenty seventeen so far, just because yeah. you have a very unique style and you're very much yourself, which is I mean, I think anyone who listens to the show and wants to get inspiration and wants to find like how they can take their next hus their hustle to the next level will definitely hear you and kind of realize, all right, like this guy is a genuine hard worker who who who's really going after what he wants and doing what he can to set his mark in the world. So I, I appreciate you for coming on and giving us that insight. But alas, we have to hit you with the famous Educate Hustle two-piece, which is obviously the last two questions of our interview. The first one is always easy. Could you tell the people how they can connect with you?
2: Mm, you can connect with me. On instagram at yesterday night y e s t e r d a y n i t e in that same name facebook twitter uh is there any other social media uh what are the tinder and anywhere yesterday night. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday night everywhere
1: so once again continuing <laughs> with that answer the the most interesting interview of 2017 so far <laughs> um shout outs to the the tinder um uh, shout outs so there you go um <laughs> we also uh for the last question no pressure just once again the last question that our audience is going to hear from you today could you leave us some parting wisdom
2: mm, some parting wisdom that's a great All right. so what's what's something that i've thought about recently i am supposed to be a visual philosopher um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh to maximize on time to get the most Out of your time, like out of this life experience, you have to stay busy. You have to stay doing things. You have to stay creating memories. Spend your entire life focused on creating memories. And that's the only way you will feel like this thing isn't just going by in a flash. Because if you don't remember what you're doing daily because you're doing such mundane shit, you're not going to remember where your life went. So just focus on making memories. And doing things that are positive, positively going to influence, positively going to influence others, and transform whatever it is you got going on.
1: That's my part in wisdom. And I think you right there just left your mark on the educator Hustle atmosphere. We once again just appreciate you for coming on and sharing us not only your gems of wisdom, but also how you live life and view it and how you let the lack of quality out there motivate you to do more. I mean, you've been great. (laughs) I don't think there's anything else I I could really hope for in a guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
2: I really appreciate the opportunity, man. This is really dope because I love podcasts.
0: And there you have it, folks. That was Aleem Smith giving us that artistic, visual philosopher perspective. Emilio, what you think, man? I mean, I
1: think that was a great interview for the simple fact that he kept it interesting as hell. Like That's probably one of our most uh, character guesses that we had. And it really does... You know, make me a lot more appreciative because he his hustle, his grind is from a genuine, pure place that I think a lot of people, especially in our demographic and our age group can relate to. And I think that's kind of cool that he's used his uh, ability to see that there's a lack of quality content out there to drive him to fill the void. So that's that's amazing in my book. Yeah, man. I,
0: I hope the the listeners made it through the whole interview because um, that man was dropping gems and dropping some hilarious knowledge as well. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you on that point, man. I think that uh, in order to last, or uh, you know, five, ten years in in your industry, you definitely gotta make work that lasts the test of time. Because, like he said, you can anybody can go viral, you know, with one moment. But how do you capture that one moment and make it last, you know, the rest of your life or make it last for your career? Uh, So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I took from this interview is, um, you know, take your talent and make it last over the length of time and keep working on your craft. And, you know, people are going to respect you.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's all you can really ask for as an artist or as someone who's trying to make a difference is that people realize that you are here for the long haul and you're not just a a drop in the ocean. But anyways, you know, let's let's talk about let's go from lack of quality into great quality, especially when it comes to how you. Yes, you can reach us. Educate us can reach through a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There you post snaps, little behind-the-scenes videos to you inspiration to let you know what we're doing throughout the day. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There you'll see almost the same deal as Snapchat. We have photos. We have little inspirational quotes done by paul himself and then we also give you the knowledge and information on the episode that we're dropping this week and what you can expect from it we are also on facebook please go like our page at educate us so that's two words you know you've hit the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and of course by now love i have to take a break from that plug to go into some more plugging we are also 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 very excited to announce that you now have the ability to rate and review us. If you haven't done it already, please, please, please rate us on iTunes. Very easy. All you have to do is go to the iTunes app on the phone or on your computer if you fancy. Search Educate Hustle. It's two words. You'll see our logo and then you click it in the middle of it there's a column that says review hit that button and give us your choice of stars we we have this to judge five but you know it's a free world once you put that star choice there write us the review it could be long in detail where you let us know about the greatness of the show the, the fact of why you listen or what what about it makes your day change it could be something short and sweet as it's lit either way please go and review us on iTunes it means the mo the world choice because iTunes is the mecca and we're here to give you great content because when you have those Reviews, you not only bring higher awareness to us, but you also bring us better guests, which in turn brings better shows, which in turn brings you more smiles and more motivation to keep on hustling. Now, let me stop that plugging to get back into my initial plugging. We are also on Twitter. You can follow us at educatorhustle. Once again, that is educatorhustle. There we do tweets, daily interactions, and we let you know about not only past episodes, but what we've been cooking up for the pot in this current week is probably one of the best ways to actually get to me and Paul because it goes right to our phone and trust me we do respond and we do read and last but not least if you want to let us know how great the show was how we help change your motivation help when you inspire more you want to be on the show do not hesitate to email us at educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com once again that is educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com
0: yes sir and as always bro
1: lead us out people We really hope you take these episodes to heart and you go out there and and fulfill your passion. You know, over the past weekend, I had someone that I was close to telling me that they realized they have all these tools and all these resources, but they find it hard to motivate themselves because they don't see the means from the end, from the beginning. And I mean, we understand that. We get that. But you have to be able to go in life and do things that you never are short sure it's actually going to pay off. When me and Paul started Educate Us, so we weren't thinking what's the paycheck going to be like. We weren't thinking we are going to be rich and famous. We were just thinking there was something that we want to do to help bring a voice to people who don't have a voice. And from there on, we just kind of let the journey go. And that's what you have to do as a mindset. If you have the resources, you have the talent, utilize it, invest it, work on a project that you don't have to do, invest in resources that you're not being asked for right now because you have to believe that in the future, it's all going to pay off and it's all going to make sense if you practice photoshop at home right now for free you guarantee there's gonna be one day you can utilize it and make money off it but for now you gotta practice and you gotta utilize the opportunity that you have at this current moment so please do not get tied up in financial compensation and how you're spending your time instead just go out there and do your hustle use your resources and bring that shine to you and as always you gotta stay educated and keep hustling